Why do salmon swim upstream despite the threat of the bear? Because laying down the foundation for the next generation is worth the risk. This is the Upstream Podcast hosted by me, Salmon Like the Fish, where guests share their pearls of wisdom that could have only been realized through the journey against the current of life. Your presence here and now is no mistake. Keep your ears and your heart open. There is something for you to gain. Hello, this is Salmon. Like this is Salmon of Salmon Like the Fish. Uh, with another podcast episode, uh, we don't really have a title, but the working title right now, I think, is "It's so hard to say goodbye." Bye. Yeah, bye. I think that's the working title. Uh, and so today, today we're going to be focusing on um, the people in our lives and whether or not we need to let them go and move on, whether we need to distance ourselves or not, or uh, whether we need to rein it in, have a conversation, and and try to work on the relationship. Uh, so today I have a very, very, very special guest, uh, one of my childhood heroes, uh, my <laughs> best friend you so know, gro- growing up as a teenager, uh, John Aventuna, my my first degree cousin. A lot of people don't know that you're my first degree cousin. Oh, yeah. 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 Thanks for having me. Absolutely. I appreciate you being here. Uh, John Aventuna is a tattoo artist. Uh, he is uh, a retired tattoo artist for now, um, right? And yes, sir. Taking your time, and also a uh, military veteran from the army. Absolutely. Uh, also in the leadership position there, and so uh, we're going to talk about this topic because I think we had a conversation over this weekend um, that I thought maybe other people could benefit from aside from just you and I. Sure. Right? So just a little bit of a history um, about uh, John and I and our relationship. I think we'll start with you coming from the Philippines. Uh, how old were you? Like eleven, twelve? Eleven, yeah. Something like that. So. Just so you know a little bit about me, like I idolized uh, John, you know, growing up in my teenage years. Matter of fact, if you ever look at my handwriting now, like <laughs> uh, I still write in this kind of like graffiti type script. I can't, I can't shake it because I always wanted to write like John. Um, so fast forward to college years. Uh, at the time, I was going to Kane University, and at the time, John was uh, dating uh, a, a person, a woman who was who was going to Kane University, whose name will go unmentioned for now because it's not that important. Um, Absolutely not. <laughs> uh, and so we were walking down the hallway and we saw these uh, two military guys, um, most likely recruiters. That's what we thought in our minds. And I've always wanted to be in the military. And so I've never actually told anybody, but I told John that day, like, man, I've always wanted to be in the army. And so John says to me, yeah, I've always wanted to join the army too. Let's go talk to those guys. So I'm like, all right, cool. Let's do it. So we approached them and we set up a date to talk. Right. Right. This was at. They actually came to Kane again for us, right? Because it wasn't that day. No. Yeah. Yeah. There were um ROTC, ROTC. recruiters for ah. you. Yeah. Because I didn't attend um the university. Right. Right. You were. I think you had. You were going to Berkeley, or you just stopped right. going to Berkeley at that time. So, we had the conversation with these two guys, and my whole thing was I wanted to do reserve because I was in college. I wanted to finish college. And that was originally the intention. But then uh, once they started talking to us about full-time versus reserve, uh, I know John was more attracted to the uh, full-time. And I, and I was, we had made this deal. If one of us joins, we both join. Right. You know? and so um, I hesitantly was like, I went with it. Long story short, it came down to the last day to sign off on <laughs> our orders and all this kind of stuff. One we did, wolf. Yeah, we had the, we had the, uh, ASVAB done and everything, so we were signing up for the buddy system. Let's, we had this rule that if one of us goes, we both go no matter what. Uh, two times in my life that I've ever had this moment where I had to make a decision, and it was yes or no, and it's going to be a lifetime decision. Mm-hmm. Only twice in my life do I feel like 
I had that. One was that moment, and the wow. o- and the other one was on the altar. <laughs> like, wow. do I stay or do? And I'm glad I stayed. You know, for the altar piece. No, that's good. Uh, but I think after that experience, you know, we had kind of distance because you were in the military. You were right, in the boot right. camp and all that. Right. And so, like, uh, and I and I think there was there was just friction overall about that in, in a weird way because you know it was kind of an abandonment on my part, you know, in a way. Sure. Um. So. You had been in the military for how long? How many years? Um, I was just say eighteen years. Eighteen years, and you were hundred first airborne. Hundred right? first airborne, uh, first cav. List goes on. Yeah. Quartermaster yeah. seven sixteen. And I know you've been to side. Afghanistan. You've been to Iraq. Right. How many tours did you have? Um, I have two, peacekeeping and one combat. Okay. Uh, and I think it goes without saying, anyone who goes into those places, period, is putting themselves, uh quite literally in the line of danger, right? right? So, you know, it's really common, uh, you know, I, I, working as a mental health professional, you know, meeting people who have, you know, PTSD. It's not even just the military, too. People, no. even today, I was talking to a gentleman um, who's a police officer in Camden and has severe PTSD over a lot of things. Right. You know, just seeing his partner shot at just for a routine, you know, traffic stop. Yeah, it and comes in many forms. Yeah, it comes in many forms. And I know you you've experienced a lot. Like, can you tell me about that a little bit? Right, uh, with PTSD particularly, um, from what I've learned from just doing therapy from the VA, apparently I had some delayed stress from my upbringing as a child and joining the military, enlisting, and being in the front line uh, intensified it. Uh, seeing people get blown up, um, buddies get killed, uh, taking their losses uh, to heart, made me question everything. And whatnot, and that's when pretty much it all started for me. Mm. Um, it got so bad to where I would see death um, in my dreams, maybe because I was so fixated on it. Um, and it started to alter my personality not to get close. So anyone in the line, we, that's what we call our um, squads you know, in the platoon formation and whatnot, that not to get so close because, you know, Next thing you know, they're gone, mm. and it's a lot of weight. Yeah, I re- I remember actually it was I think it might have been one of the first Memorial Days, uh, you were actually home from the military. You were still active duty at the time, right? And we went. I think this was like when either when Airbnb first started, or, or it was like one of those things where you rented someone's house. Somehow, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Never did that Pocono, before. Oh yeah, um, like that. and I remember. Uh, you got so mad when when people would say something like "Happy Memorial Day," right? Because honestly, as a civilian, I never knew what the hell that meant. You right. Know? Um, I I just knew it was like military related. I thought it's like thank you for your service, but uh, you know, it's interesting. Even like religions, there's uh some holidays that are celebratory and some that are solemn. Sure. Right. Uh, which is interesting. I, I you don't think about that, but like you can't just say "Happy such and such" unless you really know what that holiday is about. Right. Um. So yeah, I remember. Uh, at one point, I was looking for you, couldn't find you, and I saw you, and you were in the backyard, and you were just crying. And I'd never seen you like that before, you know. I've seen you angry, you right. know, uh, growing up, but I'd never seen you just crying. And when I talked to you about it, you that's when you had mentioned, like, you know, you have, you actually even named your son after one of your My friends. My buddies got killed, yeah. Got killed, yeah. His name was uh, Staff Sergeant Morgan Cannon. Yeah. Yeah, he got killed. He didn't, fortunately, didn't get to come back. Yeah. Good man. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. I was, I was talking to someone just today, too, um, you know, in, in these uh, walks of life where just losing someone is so it's almost like par for the course, you know, like that's the risk you take. I was talking to someone today who, uh, is in recovery for substance abuse and, and 
was brawling with me on the phone about uh, on the phone on the video chat because she's a you know video patient and so she was bawling with me about uh, someone who was her quote unquote best friend who was in a coma from a drug overdose mm. and uh, I was like you know I know that guy and I know you guys met like three months ago you know so it's really interesting how you know people create that bond but then like you know what is a best friend you know like what right. is it what does it really mean to you like how much do they really know you like if your parent was hanging from a cliff and you had one hand on them and then one hand on this person and your parent was loving like who are you going to save right you know, right you're going to save your mom because yeah. this person is not like as close you know it's proximity so i mean it's like almost and and no one tells you going into military right like be prepared to lose people you know it's just assume it's yeah, just yeah. assume that you know this and same thing with like drug abuse like it's just assume that there's that inherent risk right you know um, and I've, I've seen you through it. I've seen you through the years with it. Um, but the one thing I have seen is you've kind of, uh, like recreated and created yourself and then recreated yourself, you know, over, over, um, over the years, you know, you know, post service you right. know, and entering to retirement, which has been awesome. Like I even like, you know, uh, one thing John and I did, I have done a couple of times is just like, uh, he would train me in boxing cause I can't fight at all. <laughs> like I have. Like if you came at me, yeah, like you can. You, you can have my wallet. Uh, I'll I can, I can get another one. Uh, if I have, just please leave me the license. No, <laughs> you'll take the license too. Okay, all right, yeah, take it. Uh, so I wanted to kind of learn a little bit about boxing. So John was teaching me, and uh, what John would I noticed about him, very creative dude, would use uh, take acronyms and twist them, you know, for right. his favor. Mm-hmm. So the what was the one for PTSD? Well, PTSD. I I, I was so stuck with this whole um, you know the world has this stigma uh, PTSD post traumatic disorder like this person is crazy or psychotic or just always mad, angry and whatnot. And pretty much my character, my name, who I am pretty much parallels that in general. So from training boxing, I just kind of like looked at it and I got to turn this into good, you know, something, something that I can use. And pretty much I came out with uh, PTSD practice, train, study, develop. And all that means is, is like, I, it correlates to what I was doing in training. So for me to be able to um, to train, right, I have to practice these things. The one, two, three, four, five, six. It's your, you know, boxing moves, right? Um, after training, you know, the most the most important is pretty much like studying it, you know. So meaning you would look at like other fighters, study their moves. Like okay, that makes sense, and ultimately you develop. So I applied it personally in my life, you know, um, in terms of perspectives, approach, not just in boxing, but just in general, um, erasing the, you know, negative connotation to it. Cause a lot of folks don't understand what it actually is. Yeah. You know, that's, that's really true. Um, you know, th- I think the problem is that people don't have an experience, right? So if they don't have an experience and they speak as if they have an experience, that's where the problem lies. You right. Know? Right. So to say, oh, you know, they're just acting or they're just, you know, being dramatic or oh, right. that's because they haven't experienced animated. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Heard that a lot. Um, you know, I, I think about like um, I've had people with anxiety before, right? And like, oh, my anxiety, I can't even breathe, blah, 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 blah. You know, what's really interesting is that um, a couple of weeks ago, I went to go see a medical doctor just for my yearly eval. And my EKG looked funny. The EKG is the, the test they do on your heart to mm-hmm. make sure the conduction is okay, blah, 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 blah. Mind you, I'm active, you know, uh, very active, very into like taking care of myself in terms of my health and sure. diet. Da, 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 da. So she, out of an abundance of a, of precaution, wanted me to see a uh, cardiologist. The cardiologist said, um, I looked at the EKG. 
it, it kind of souped me up because this is what he said to me. He says, it looks like this uh, inverted T wave. I don't even know what that means, but mm-hmm. that's what it said. <laughs> um, he said, uh, you know, a lot of people who, who are either women uh, with uh, who are heavy chested or, yeah, that's what, they, he used different words. I thought it was Ooh. weird. Yeah, yeah. With heavy chested women or uh, or athletes mm-hmm. have this inverted T wave. So you just might have an athlete's heart. Oh, that souped me that's up. Great, that's great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, the thing is, though, until I actually got this echocardiogram, which was the test to actually check whether my heart was okay or not, I was having this like breathlessness, like this anxiety where I couldn't breathe. Oh, and, wow. And I was like, oh, there must be something wrong with my heart. But it never happened until that doctor said that to me, that mm-hmm. it might, that there might be something wrong, you know? So like for the, and, and for like the next like two weeks, I would have to... <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. Just, yeah yeah and i was like holy shit this is what it feels like to have anxiety because i know this i mean i just ran mind you i just ran the new york city marathon right right in four hours which is it's not impressive if you're a runner 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 but that's not all i do so, but for me that's a good time but if i was able to do that my heart should be just fine right. anyway i got the results back and they were fine uh and then that breathlessness went away but now i know now i know in my mind what it feels like to have anxiety because i've i've viscerally tangibly felt it Mm -hmm. like you can't tell someone who has who does not have ptsd and i'm uh, correct me if i'm wrong right but you can't tell someone this is what goes on in your brain this is the thoughts that you have like and then they know what that means yeah no exactly it'll yeah i would definitely have anxiety i'll probably go blackout yeah like what we call it yeah um and i haven't experienced ptsd so i I can't so i have to take what people tell me and i think because i've met you know, I've worked with it, I don't know, something like probably four or 5,000, 6,000 people by now in my career. And like, so I've met a handful, you know, a good handful with PTSD. So I can only uh, try to be empathetic to their experiences. And because right. I have that, I can so I can be able to speak in terms of PTSD to someone who has it. But and sometimes that's all you need, man. Yeah. Just be, you know, empathetic about it, man. Like not so in a attack mode, you know? Yeah. Um. I am aware that PTSD, any, any anything that has something to do with mental health, it's 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 taboo. Yeah, some folks will just like not even look at it like it's a real injury. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, and that's where the 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 trouble, for me, in my opinion, that's when it starts. Yeah, you no, I, I agree with that, and you know, and and it can really do a number on relationships. You know, I think the one thing you said too, you know, about flipping it and making it something else. There's also this. Um, Whatever diagnosis it is, PTSD, general anxiety, depression, bipolar, whatever, for people to live in that. Like I have people all the time that, you know, will tell me, you know, what's my diagnosis? I need to know my diagnosis. And so what I'll tell people is the diagnosis doesn't matter to you. It matters to me because if Mm. I'm treating you, I need to have a framework. Like so whether it's medications or the kind of therapy, if I have a framework of what your diagnosis is, then I have a general idea of what medications to use or what therapies to use. Like if you had an infection, it's important for me to know. That's not as important for you. It's it could be good to know, but it's more important for me because I would have to use the right antibiotic right. to yeah. to treat that particular thing, right? So people will and, and mind you, like a diagnosis is is within a fr- a frame of time. So you may have the diagnosis of PTSD now, but there could be a time in the future where you're not currently presenting those symptoms in that specified time as uh, you know as, as uh as what this uh, manual that we use called the DSM for, okay. you, you might be familiar, but this is the this is like the manual that we use to make diagnoses for any psychiatric okay. condition. So there are time frames. So if you're not in that time frame and you're not having those symptoms, then currently right now it's in remission. Mm. So like cancer is in remission or mm. whatever, anything. Makes sense. 
but you know there are people that kind of like i'm this i'm that i'm bipolar and then as if it's like a defense for something you know right um but what i like that you do is like you flip it like i know that this is a thing for me and i don't i don't want to be identified with this forever i don't right so yeah i mean when i was in your uh, john's uh has his garage is, is i guess it's kind of like well, you have your man cave too, but this is like an extension of your man cave, right? <laughs> uh, in, into the into the garage with all these like quotes and all these like act different acronyms. Um, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, mm-hmm. which I love. Uh, did you have? I know you had some other acronyms that I was really digging, but I can't think of them off the top of my head oh, right now. I can't either. Ah, uh, but I know the PTSD one, the practice, train, study, study develop. develop. That was yeah. my. It makes, that was it makes my yeah, it one. makes a lot of sense for me, and yeah. that's what I'm gonna keep doing every day. And yeah. that's not something the VA had given me. Yeah. I'm just out there, like you know, um, expressing myself. Because that's always the thing with me, you know, um, when people, I guess, they have issues with me. So it always goes back to the PTSD. Yeah. And, uh, and I think, uh, I mean, so what we're specifically going to be talking today is just like, um, it's really important to know like your background and to know where you are. Because I think you and I, uh, we've always had like this bond, like, you know, we didn't come from like the cookie cutter uh, family matters. Absolutely as, not. Uh, full house, uh, yeah. you know. Uncle Jesse's. Uh, we we, we didn't have that. that family. You know, there was, uh, th- I don't know if there's one couple from the generation before us that hadn't got divorced in our family. Mm. Right? No. Yeah. So, uh, we, uh, and we didn't, I mean, I love my father. He's, he's still alive. And so I'm not talking about him like he's, like he's not here, but uh, it wasn't like the kind of father, you know, that you play baseball with your dad, you right. know, watch sports. I don't watch sports because I never watch sports at my house. You mm-hmm. know, like we never, it's just not something we did. You know, and I know you came here from the Philippines very young, uh, because if you're okay to talk about, it, your father was abusive, not just to physically abusive, physically, yeah, yeah, verbally. Yeah, yeah. You know, not just to your mother, but also to, to you. And to you, me, and right. you got it the worst because right. you were the oldest. Right. You know, eh, the extent of that is massive. I think. Sure. Yeah. Um. So you know, just in the background of all that, like I remember. We have we would always have talks like this is how we want our families to be in the future. Right. We want to you know have a healthy marriage. We want good kids. We want to raise them proper. Blah 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 blah. And now we're here. Like you yeah. and I are like yeah, living yeah. the dream. You know yeah, this yeah, is yeah. this is like everything we ever wanted. You yeah. know. And I remember at one point, you know, we we had said to each other, you know, like we want to be like this. Um, we want to set like a new standard for our families. You know, so that they trying to shift the culture, shift man. the culture in our family. Because I mean the. I I doubt <laughs> Send that it. I doubt that any of our family is listening to this. I I highly highly doubt it. Um, but I will quote my cousin Grisha, who I love very much, uh, because it's facts. And and she said it, but half joking, but half true. Mm-hmm. It was actually at her uh, wedding anniversary uh, dinner. Mm-hmm. No, sorry, her, her wedding dinner. You know the the thing you had before. I the, can't recall. <laughs> the what, what I'm do you shot, call? man. You know, like the um. The re- wedding rehearsal dinner. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So we were out for the wedding rehearsal dinner, and she said to me, she's like, Salmon, we put the fun and dysfunctional in our family. Mm. Yeah, which is mm. true. Our family is very- I, I could believe it. Yeah, people love to be around our family, you know, right, because right, right. they're crazy, you know, funny. Yeah, it's entertaining. You know, yeah, yeah. Super entertaining. There's always something to talk about. There's Absolutely. always drama. There's sure. always- They're definitely not boring. No. It's unhealthy. No. Though. <laughs> No, with all due respect, <laughs> I'm sorry. Respectfully, respectfully, yeah, respectfully, respectfully, it respectfully. hurts my soul. It hurts my soul. I, I can't be right. So, uh, <laughs> respectfully, oh my gosh, we're gonna be excommunicated from the family. But yep. you know, um, you know, and I, I have my own issues with the family, you know, as well, you know. But it, uh, 
I think you and I had this like real intention that we were going to set this new model, this new standard. And so like I really took that to heart. And I think for me too, like growing up in like a youth group, uh, even though my family wasn't together, I had other families who projected at least having it together. Sure. You know, I'm not saying they had it together, but they tried, right, you know, right. they really tried, even though if they weren't very good and maybe there was, you know, some kind of like scandalous thing that happened later on. They were thought, oh, they don't really love each other. Just a batch of going on, but they were trying, trying you know, they were right. really trying. And so, you know, I tried to model of that in my family and, uh, you know, it came to a point where like, I love my family, but like the stress that I would feel like being around and if like the cursing and I have young kids, like it wasn't even like, I think I'm better than them because I'm not better than anybody. I'm a piece of It's like, I'm, I'm a piece of shit and I'm working on it. That, 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 that's like my kind of stance in life. That's funny. That's my thing too. I I was a piece of shit. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) No, that's serious. It's like, yeah, I don't have it all together. I don't have the answers and I'm trying to fucking work on it. Just like, give me some space to do this. Sure. This is, this whole human thing is freaking difficult and yeah. no one has it figured it out. Nah. Every, everyone's faking like they do. Right. So let's all like kind of like get to our spaces and figure it sure. out. And so that's what it was for me. And I know you had told me at one point, like, and this is where even outside <laughs> of the circle, you know, you had said, Oh yeah. You know, uh, the family thinks that, you know, um, your your wife is taking you away from the family. I'm like, no, bro, it's me. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. she's like, are we going to your families for this holiday? That holiday? I was like, nah, man. You know, what we'll do. We'll go on this day. We'll stop by for a couple hours, chill. Mm-hmm. And actually, that was nice. You know, doing that every so often. But like, you know, there's just like drama that happens, and like, I don't want to, I don't want to be involved in it. You Absolutely. Know? Yeah. Right. I mean, there's like current drama right now about like right. separating pennies in the Philippines from some plot of land somewhere, you know, like yeah, yeah. fucking pennies. <laughs> like that's what the big beef is right now. Uh, and I don't want any part of it. My mom's like, oh, but you have an inheritance. I'm like, I don't need the fucking inheritance. I'm doing fine. <laughs> you know, like whatever. That's what I say. <laughs> Funny how that works. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm good. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, and uh, it, so all that is wild. And so. You know, this whole idea of like distancing ourselves from people, places and things that are like disrupting our peace. Like I took that to heart because I see it's me. That's the problem. It's not so much them like they're happy living their life. Good for them. Like, right. Right. I there I, there's I don't have that peace. I'm not right. Zen enough. I'm not Buddha Jesus mm-hmm. <laughs> enough to like walk into a situation and be totally at peace with chaos. You right. Know? Like um, so I know we had um gotten to a discussion on saturday now just for background john and i live kind of in the boonies in new jersey like kind of away away from everybody right. uh apparently we sold drugs yeah yeah see you know I will, go, I, will, I will go into that i will go into that i will go into that yeah let, let let me go into that just just an example of the toxicity that could be present in my family i won't mention names um but one of one of our cousins in our family um had finally gotten to come up, you know, later on in her life. Good for her. You know, she finally made it after many, many years of struggling. Bless. bless. Good. God bless. You know, sure. good for you. But respect where you came from and the people that helped you to be there, right? Uh, you know, especially my mom and, and all this kind of stuff in the family, especially her brother, blah, 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 blah. So having my uh, my mom and sister were kind of in between homes, um, they're financially set. It's not like, you know, it's not like they're, <laughs> it's not like, no offense, but it's not like they were struggling. They were just, my mom was going to buy some house and were just waiting for that to go through. So she was living, they were living in my, in the, my cousin's basement and being treated like they were like, uh, the tenants of a slumlord <laughs> essentially. 
And uh, at one point, this cousin told my mom uh, that I sold drugs to the family. Uh, I wish I sold drugs to the family because I would have been better off there than working at Applebee's. I fucking hated working at Applebee's. And oh, I loved it when you were at Applebee's. N- it was the worst, man. <laughs> I, you know, I'm not a waiter, you know, so like I, I don't like you know, dealing with hungry, angry people. Not my thing, you know. No offense to Applebee's. I, I would never work there ever a day in my life uh, again. Uh, but I used to work these odd jobs, man. And right. So, Hustle. To, so to be told, so I'm like, why would she tell my mom that? And that is toxicity. Like there was really, no yeah, reason yeah. but to like shit on the family in that way. So I could have responded to that, but I'm like, you know what? It's not worth it, man. I'm living, yeah. I'm living a good life. Like, right, right. I'm living a good life, you know? So um, that that's a little bit of context for like what toxicity looks like, at least in, in our family, in family, but I'm sure it's yeah. worse than others. You know, this is probably minimal stuff for other people, but I know uh, John and I, we live very close to each other, but we don't see each other very often. But the good thing about John and I is that if one of us are going through something, everything gets put on hold. There's Clutch. no waiting. There's no waiting. It's like, right. I need you, you know, like come through. It's seconds. I remember when I was uh, going through my thing last year and I've spoken about this on the podcast about going to the hospital. John actually came here. We talked to me, you know, and, uh, and really helped me because John himself, you had an experience of being hospitalized, sure. you know, for like psychiatric reasons in the right. past. And, um, and so I was freaking angry, you know, and you were the calm one. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Which yeah, it's weird. That, that was probably the first time that like we, well, first time maybe in a long time that we had that dynamic where it was like, I was like I was ready to rage and you were like, come on, bro. Like you got this, just calm down. And right, I'm like, right. You know, and you're like, I got you, whatever you need, I got you, <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. And uh, he even let me borrow his uh, helmets for, for and, and a motorcycle jacket to take a motorcycle class. Sure. Which I failed. And, and John actually. You look good though. So. I, well, thank you. It was your jacket. So this was like an hour away. John actually drove by in his motorcycle just to yell for one second as he rode by on his bike at, at me doing the <laughs> class and took a video of me. That That's the clutch that John can be. Yeah. You know? uh, so, yeah, we're in the boonies, separated kind of. Uh, and I, I, I think we've been both playing with the balance of, like, how close do we keep certain people to us, whether it's our family, whether it's certain friends, associates, you know. Right. And specifically, I want to focus on you, John, because we had this conversation, this exchange on Saturday, right? Sure. I was away on a vacation. Um, John texted me, hey. And uh, I appreciate you, man. Uh, yo, listen, I, I got you. You know, this is what we do. John texted me like, hey, I need to talk to you. I told Arlene, hey, I'm, I, I got to take this call. We were on vacation. So, you know, for for my wife to be okay with me stepping away from a vacation, it, it can only be for something this important. And she was okay with it. And she goes, I know, your cousin needs you. Go. You know, and I was like, oh, that's so Aww. nice. I didn't get any beef about it. You know, my wife is very, very supportive. You know, uh, she knows the closest of our relationship. So we had this conversation. And so you had expressed to me what happened. Um, right on. Uh, but just for backstory, I know, again, you were playing with the distance of like, you know, uh, you have a, a, a sordid history with your family, with your siblings. Sure. Right. Your 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 mom passed away. How old were you when your mom passed away? Like 13, 14? 13, 14, 13, 14. Your dad's in the Philippines. You don't talk to him. You don't talk to him. Yeah. No relationship and, whatsoever. Uh, and sometimes you're cool with some siblings. Sometimes you're not cool with some right. siblings. And it depends on the siblings. Sometimes you're cool with all of them. Sometimes, sometimes it's... Sometimes now, yeah. The thing is, it's is, is, is a challenge with us siblings because there's five of us and we're totally five different individuals. That's from the product of like not having parental guidance, you know? Unfortunately, um... Our mother passed away, pancreatic cancer. So, 
we kind of just like you know and i race ourselves i joined the military and i was too from what i've learned i was just too much of a military guy for my siblings you know there's a yes or a no there's no um practice of you know i guess be empathetic to what's going on in life outside of the military you know it's either you fail or you succeed um so at the end of the day we're all five different um individuals even though we bear the same um, last names. Well, one change, respectfully. I'm <laughs> Respectfully. We're yeah. going to say that so many times here. Yeah, I, I'm just, yeah, so I'm, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and also, just, just to even prove the respectfully, if if any of our cousins, yeah. aunts, uncles needed something, and it was like a life-saving, you know, event, you know, it was something that they really needed, and it wasn't an abuse of some sort, <laughs> uh, hands down, we would be there you know absolutely that that, there's no question it's just yeah just to be absolutely clear there's it's nothing but love you know yeah this is just what the truth yeah you know it's nothing yeah um anyway so (laughs) respectfully respectfully (laughs) maybe that's what it should be called it should be called respectfully Respectfully, yeah respectfully i'm out uh so why don't you uh kind of tell me what you called me for or what you wanted me to call you about and, and like what happened that night so we can kind of process that Okay, what happened that, uh, that night, uh, it was definitely intense. Uh, for the last eight years, I've been solid. No no um, relapse of any um, verbal or physical assault in any bond. Um, make it short. I got into a scuffle with my brother, um, Pierre John. Um, he's everywhere. Um, he doesn't <laughs> reside in your state of New Jersey. Cops are looking for you, respectfully. Um I'm just making this fun. It's a Friday. No, I'm kidding. But um, look for you respectfully. Okay. But um, you have a worn out for your arrest. Pretty much, yeah. Uh, so we were playing poker. Um, good time poker, family poker. You know, the kids were there. My my son and daughter, nieces and nephew. So it wasn't like a grown up version table. Um, I wanted to come back in and play. Um, I told my wife that I would go to the bank and get some money, $20, whatever. Wife says, no, it's too late. Nah, nah, nah. I, I told the wife, okay, fine. I'm just going to sit in the table and watch you guys play. For some reason, um, he makes a comment that totally triggered me. Uh, PJ, Pierre John, um, <laughs> totally triggered me and I blacked out. Um, he said, this guy, this guy out here. $60 holler. That that whole comment was I don't know. There there's like I a pre, there's a pretext to there's, there's a, a pre- whole yes, there's a whole absolutely. backstory to $60 holler which right. you, you don't have to go into okay, if good, you, thank if you God. don't want to cuz I know uh, I could go into it if I, you want. It's you can cuz I know you didn't really go into it with me when we spoke on the phone. Oh, I didn't. No, you you okay. would vaguely so I was like he kind of okay. seems like he's pissed talking about the $60 holler thing. Right. He kind of he definitely d- did that deliberately um uh-huh. because couple years back the last time i had a a major blackout was by 2013 you know and the thing is with ptsd everything is major any any minor stress it's major it doesn't matter you're just gonna go blackout like everything is just it's not that serious you know that's what ptsd is so pretty much i was under a lot of stress because this man um he had nowhere to live at that time okay this is just the truth okay um respectfully respectfully um 
my sister Krista asked me if VJ could live in my apartment. And I said no because he's irresponsible. At that time, he was, you know, financially unstable, respectfully. Um, <laughs> and I was pretty much like scared. I didn't trust him to make, you know, make ends meet in terms of rent. So I told my sister, okay, fine, you know, because she pretty much borderline begged me because I guess. She couldn't, he, uh, our brother couldn't live with her in Union. They have a nice house. <laughs> Sorry, I don't even know why. That was just, so, just yeah, <laughs> nice little beer. But, you know, anyway, so I told my sister, okay, if there's an issue, I'm, I'm, I'm going to, we're going to have a conversation, you know. Um, fast forward, it did. Like, he was always short in rent, which is $60. For some reason, it was only $60. So I reached out to my sister when this happened, and the family looked at me like a a-hole. A straight jackass. Oh, so that's the reason. So that's the yeah. Success. Yeah. Because uh, Chris, yeah, Chris, why, you're why are you shorting the money? Like, why are you the bad guy? Yeah. When you were p- not given what was the agreement? Right. Because it said, are you really hollering about sixty dollars? Yes. You know. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. You know. I so. would holler for fifty cents. Right. I even said like you're missing the point. Like you're you know you're hollering about sixty dollars. Okay. Now what I did wrong. Cause here's the great thing about me, right? This is what's great about man. Who the fuck's John? I don't, I don't like John. You know, John was the piece of shit. You know. Anyways, this is what I did wrong. When this is what John did wrong, I exposed that on social media. Yeah. Forces, you know, like really sixty dollars. I told you, you know, like I, my little, my little, my petty, my pettiness, you know, and it was my downfall. Mm. I, I take responsibility. So that's, that's, that's the big, the biggest difference between myself and folks today. Um, in my most humble opinion that I, I can, I can, I can take accountability for myself. Yeah. So that's why it didn't better the situation. Now, nobody, you know, they treated me like crap and nobody wanted to talk to me. So it was this big drama and things like that. Just um, a sidebar on the whole social sure. media thing. I will say, uh, yeah, there's part of your fault in it, but it's also this is what social media does. That's why people are posting shit on social media <laughs> now. They would never say on so they would never say to somebody. Even like people's most uh, truest political religious beliefs, they will never say that shit to anyone's face mm. ever. You know, but social media has given like this um, outlet for people to just put their most intense, intense thoughts. Yeah, yeah. Right, and and so in a way, because of your PTSD, that was better. Better you post it than punch someone in the mouth. You know, like, right? <laughs> you know, I never thought about it yeah, like that. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, there's still social repercussions, right? Sure. You punch someone in the mouth, there's social repercussions. You punch, you punch someone, you, you say something about someone on social media, everybody knows about it. Now you're going to, you're going to have to like hear the echo in like this canyon. Right, 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 you know what I'm saying? Right. It's like an echo that just, oh, John, $60. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's exactly what it yeah, was. Yeah, and people, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, for the record, I, I, I'm no longer active in any social media platforms. Um, so if you have any issues with me, um, email me. I'll give you my address. <laughs> I don't know, lawyer. We'll you know, we'll whatnot. have John's email attached to the sure. Uh, yeah. The podcast notes. Absolutely. I don't have podcast I, notes, I, I, <laughs> <laughs> so just hit me up if you know my number because it's only like four people listening to this. You know my cell phone number. Just hit me up. Yeah. Yeah. And people need to listen to this because yeah. you know this this can help. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, listen, we all dealing with people that probably we're dealing with too much. Right. You know. So I mean, you had this. So he mentioned this comment, which was a throwback to when it was you were really triggered. I hate that yeah. word, by the way, but 
I hate that word because it's it's been you're using it appropriately, but so many people use that word. I heard this. Yeah, I heard this comedian actually. uh, It was his name. What's his name? Pete Lee. He he goes. I went to this uh, coffee shop, like on a college campus. You know, like one of these safe space coffee shops. (laughs) He said that he sneezed really loud, and some woman uh, says, "Excuse me, sir, that's toxic masculinity, and I'm triggered." Oh wow! (laughs) And and, and he's and he's really like. He's really not about masculinity. He's like, oh my God, you think I'm masculine? Thank you so much. <laughs> you know? It was hilarious. He was like, tell my dad that I'm masculine, please. <laughs> you know? Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's... It was funny. You know, but like people will use that uh, triggered in with minor things like, oh, I had to, uh, I, I dropped my penny on the ground. I hear I was you. Yeah. Triggered, you know, but yeah, you're, but, and, but so when, I, when you're saying triggered, I want people to know the full force of what that full means fo- for John. Exactly. Like triggered for John could mean like, Ape shit, like Ape shit. everything, yeah. everything in the room gets tossed. I don't remember anything. Yeah, nothing. Yeah, no that's memory. real. That's really. That's really bad. That's really triggered. Yeah, right? like yeah. it's not just a mental flicker. It's 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 like full out physical, full out gone. you know, blackout and blackout meaning don't even have memory, memory. as to what happened. Uh, yeah. like fuzzy details. Right. Okay. So with this current situation, yeah, I I didn't even have like really hundred percent of memory when this happened. Yeah. All right. So this is really interesting, man. You guys can really be entertained with this and learn. But um, this man apologized later on for it. Um, when I got out of rehab, I I meant to see. I'm an idealist, so when I got out of rehab for post traumatic stress disorder from combat. My family is so funny. Somebody thought I was on drugs and actually said it in the Philippines. I, I just laugh. It was because they you know they connotation of rehab like they don't know what rehab is. Exactly. Yeah. So I was like, no, I went there. <laughs> I don't know why I've said that, but it, I thought it was just interesting because they approached me with it. I'm like, no, no, drugs. I, I just had a mental breakdown, you know, because I'm diagnosed. Was with, it the drugs that I sold you? Apparently? Yeah, uh, maybe. Yeah, because yeah, you have this nice big house. Yeah, respectfully. Yeah. That's never. Thank you. Respectfully. <laughs> Yeah. So um, it, it wasn't it wasn't uh, you know school and education <laughs> and working right. two jobs. NYU. And a, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm broke now. Though. You know. <laughs> I, I used the drug money to pay for my <laughs> NYU education. Apparently, it's freaking stupid. <laughs> so I'm gonna yeah. Yes. Don't worry. No one listens to this. I'm not getting in trouble. Not nah, good. But um. <laughs> but yeah. Um. You know. I I wanted to take it what our mother would want like for us to stay together. And I tr- I tried it. You know. I. Uh, I really did. I tried to preserve it. Again, it lasted eight years, you know, of, of just being peace, 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 peace. So much peace that my eldest daughter actually said, Dad, I miss the old you. So where you can just tell somebody. Oh, she hit off. you with that. I miss the old Kanye. Yeah, wow. Yeah, no, she did. Yeah, my, yeah, man. It's crazy, bro. I was like, wow. no, Charlize, that's not, you know, that's how good this was, you know. So wow. um, this man apologized to my house. Is like, you know, hey, you know, the whole thing with the 60 Like, I apologize for that, man. At this time, he was already in California. He had roommates. Make it short. They weren't paying rent. He actually cried to me. He actually cried and said, I apologize, man, because, you know, you were just trying to teach me something. And I and I get it. And all I responded, like, I just said, look, man, it's all good. I'm glad that we're here. Um, my, you're always going to have a home here in New Jersey. You know, da, da, da. You know, I'm just glad that we're here, man. Look, we get to ride as brothers. Actually, same mom, same dad. That's the joke. Because in the vet- veterans community, we all call each other brothers. But I think it's just a cliche. But to be able to ride with your actual brothers is, is nothing better than that. He's talking about motorcycles. Motorcycles, yeah, yes, yeah. I'm sorry. So, yeah, with that, it was all good, you know. Um, the day after Thanksgiving, um, when that happened, it was totally, I don't know where it came from. I, I'm, I'm kind of really curious and interested. Maybe one day, like, why why he would say that. Um, 
why yeah really i i, I don't i don't get it uh so apparently what happened was when he said that, I do remember saying, why would you say that? And then that's all I remember. And I actually got assaulted first. And after that, apparently I went blackout where I don't remember anything. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, so that's uh, the most current. And I think when I talked to you, there was the distress about it and like so, so much uh, upset about it not happening for eight years. Like, why did I have to do that? And like, there was like yeah. a lot of like self-hatred and all yeah. this kind of stuff. Depressing. Uh, yeah. The compression period yeah. is like the worst. Yeah. You know, and, th- <laughs> you know, that's the thing is like this, uh, the guilt afterwards and all that. And like at the heart of it, you know, you've not done wrong to anybody, you know? Um, so I, th- I think I, that's what I really felt for you for. I think I really wanted to target that. Like when we really spoke over the phone, like, listen, eight years, you know, considering your history. I mean, what did I tell you that night? I said, considering exactly what you went through your whole life, your military service, your biology, the bright moment in time mm-hmm. there, I know there was alcohol involved because it was Thanksgiving, right? People sure. were drinking. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That was going to happen. Like there was nothing you could have done to stop that at that moment. You so, said, yeah. Yeah. So it was just the right variables, you know, for that to happen at the right time, you know? So, uh, and also, I know you had, a, you had periods where like you were not talking with the family. And so, and I've seen this pattern with you and I and I have it too is where like I kind of let people back in and then I remember why I let them out right and then I have this amnesia as to why I let them out and then right. I let them back in and then I'm like oh same That's shit a, and yeah. then you know it's a cycle uh, but for you it's it's really intense because it's the it's the family and it's your you know so I know we had this conversation a little bit on the phone about like you know just because someone's your blood relative does that mean you need to be what kind with, of level right. of closeness do you need to be with that person? Sure. You know, especially if that person is like disrupting your peace. You know, and I, right. I and I have this thing like you know I have blood relatives and I'm not going to name anyone or anybody or any group, but like, yeah, this person's my blood relative, but like, how how much do I need to put myself out? You know, when that person either is either not responding to me or either disrespects me or or I feel irritated or that vibe just bothers me right you know or i'm following them on social media and right. it just irritates me you mm-hmm. know because people do that too like even if it's not like a family member people follow people on social media who every time they see them on a post or a story they're like fuck this person mm. well why are you following this person right you just know what i mean like you're completely off the grid now yeah not, <laughs> not just not just where you live but yeah. also social media you're off the grid i'm off the grid I, I'm I'm not, <laughs> you know. I I kind of keep only I, because of the repercussions of what I'm gonna do. Yeah, because you know? right. I'm so I'm so you I go, know. I go ballistic. Yeah, man. so you you know, you know your boundaries with yeah. it. Like it's not good for you. I think mm-hmm. it's kind of like you know. Not that I ever I don't advocate anyone to do anything, but you right. have some people that drink and they could drink in moderation and it's fine. Right. You have other people that they have a sip of alcohol and they're gonna end up in detox, you know, right. and rehab. Blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. I could have a sip of alcohol today and never have one again in my life, and I'm cool. Like mm-hmm. if you told me alcohol is not gonna exist anymore. You got to buy it all tonight. I wouldn't go to the liquor store. I'm good. Right. You know, uh, someone else, they're going to buy out the whole store and and try to right, ration right. it. Yeah. You know, so social media, I'm still on there. and But I use, like, you know, mostly Instagram, you know, because I'm not cool enough to do the TikTok thing <laughs> and all, everything else, whatever. I know there's stuff even beyond that. But, like, I use it like a, almost kind of like a vision board, you know, like, not that I'm into the secret, that book, but, okay. like, the stuff that I look at on social media is, like, either, like, weightlifting stuff or CrossFit stuff or running stuff or mm-hmm. maybe things about like motivation, uh, money management. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Like That's I good. followed Dave Ramsey on, on social media, hey. like, you know, uh, or, or like psychiatry things. Like I follow things that I'm interested in, mm-hmm. even if it's like, 
And even if I'm following a page and it's funny and there's something provocative, like, you know, I'm married. I don't need to be looking at posts that have like a provocative sexual connotation. I don't, I unfollow right away once I see that account does something like that. Right. Or if I see someone and like for whatever reason, there something about their post irritates me, whether it's their, whether it's opinion about something, whether it's their provocative nature, whether it's, you know, something else. If it, if it irritates my spirit, like I'm not, I unfollow because mm-hmm. I don't need to see it. Right. You know, but people will look at it and keep it there, just like people in life, you know, like, so I think that, that begs the question, like, you know, how, how much do we keep people in our life? Like, how do you even modulate that? Right. You know, so like, for you, I know we had that discussion just this past Saturday, but like, I know we talked about like, you're, you're kind of like the guy in the woods now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. So it's like, you know, what do you do? The holidays are coming. Right? Yeah. Uh, how do you manage the holidays? We just had that conversation Saturday. Christmas is coming. Right. We celebrate Christmas, so we can say Merry Christmas to each other. Merry, right. Merry, sure. Merry yeah. early Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry, yeah, yeah, yeah. You could say that. Uh, we'll probably get taken off of uh, podcast for saying Merry Christmas, but hopefully it'll be <laughs> <all right. laughs> hopefully. Um, yeah, but like, how are we? How are we both going to manage that? You know. So I mean, have you uh, since that event? Have you spoken to any of your? any of your relatives absolutely not no no you did say you did um your children were there you have two children who live in texas Mm -hmm. and they were here for the holidays so they they were a witness you know right by now they know the culture of the family right so uh saturday wasn't this was it this past oh it was it was thanksgiving it was thanksgiving yeah yeah Mm-hmm. So by now, that's not something that's like, oh my God, what is happening in my family? This is right. crazy. It's yeah, not they, like insane, right? You know, because um, they know the culture. But they already know, yeah. Yeah, but you you did get a chance to speak with your son, right? After the fact, how did that go? Uh, it was the least expected, man. Um, actually, the young man level with me. He actually said, "Verbatim, Dad, I don't agree with what you did. I understand why you did it." Um, because this man disrespected you and as soon as he hit you you just went in and he should have been more respectful so that right there was just such a bless i didn't expect that at all yeah because you guys didn't had a we didn't have a a great relationship before relationship before that you know so yeah god works in mysterious ways man it was i'm just happy with all the people there man of all the people there it was a young man 13-year-old young guy, man. And I've always be appreciated or appreciate you for that um, wherever you at right now <laughs> because, wow, you know, it was really, really that impactful for me. And that's all I really needed, you know, because um, I can, I can, I can stand with anyone and say, hey, you know what? I was wrong for that. I will, I will take accountability. And that's what life is all about, man, to be able to grow progressively. You have to be able to account for yourself and, you know, be responsible for your actions and things because there's no growth after that. That's, that's, I think that's the problem with mo- in most cases when it comes to struggles, you know. Um, and with me, I can do that. Um, I definitely don't um, react unprovoked, you know. I wish I could do better. But my son definitely was that. And just strength, like, you know what, Dad, keep going. Keep going, you know. I mean, eight years. That's major. And I mean, consider too, like, you know, what makes something, something, someone or a group of people toxic. It's, it's, they know where to poke you. 
That's right? exactly they what it is, you. man. Yeah. It's like they know exactly where to mm. poke you. And that's why I was doing that to you before, like when we were upstairs. Yeah. Uh, something about me, after I eat, I have to have something sweet or I feel crazy. Like, I can't. I ha- right. So I have cereal after I eat yeah, <laughs> every, yeah. every meal. Every meal. So we were talking about something, and I was like, oh, yeah, that must have felt like this. And I started poking my cousin, and I, and I, I did it like three times. So I'm like, um... I'm not sure how many times I can do this before he punches me in the mouth. <laughs> so I, I stopped one more poke before I thought I tipped the tipped you over. Because um, me, you probably would have done it three times. You could have got away with it too. And that, and that last time, I was like, oh, stop it! <laughs> oh, stop it, John! You know, um, yeah. So it's I don't know. I mean, that's a really big consolation to have your son, your like own flesh and blood. Yeah. You know, as I'm saying, like, how close? Because I don't know the answer to this stuff. Like, I tell people that I don't do this podcast thing because I'm a guru because I don't know anything. You know. Yeah. The whole idea is that hopefully within a conversation, there's some wisdom that that shows right, up. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. You know. Man. So, like, you know, I say this, like, I can cut people off. You know, I can do that. But uh, what if it was my child? I don't think I could. I don't think there's any circumstance. You know, I don't think there's anything my children can ever do, or not do, that would make me say, "I got to cut you off. You're not good for me." Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right, I, right, right. Your kids are much older. So I don't know if you feel that same way about your kids right now. Um, my kids are only eight, five, and two. But I mean, if there was a family member, friend, or whoever that was really bothering me, I can say, all right, I can let this person go and be okay with it. It might get awkward with some holidays or some right. events if they if we cross paths. I could be civil, but that's kind of weird. But if it was my child in the future, man, I, I don't know if I could do that. Right. I don't know if I could. There's something different. Well, for me, you know, personally, it's um, it's different here. Um, I go off of, I, I, and I said this to my son today on FaceTime that this is probably why and I said it with conviction that I'm blessed because I pretty much just carry on what my mother taught me and my siblings, you know, um, to love children unconditionally, you know, um, I couldn't do that to my child and that's why like things like this happen, you know, I mean, to What's really disappointing right now is like my eldest, you know, still upset what happened because she's traumatized from when I was a piece of shit before um, PTSD rehab from the VA. When you were a lesser piece of shit. Piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> we still have yeah. <laughs> but Respectfully. Respectfully. No, respectfully. Respectfully, uh, you know. And <laughs> that's totally understandable, you know. Um, but what's really great is that I can I can sit there and be like, you know what, and not be upset with her. And like, totally understandable, man. But the one thing with me is... Uh, my children's different, you know. I could do that with any other grown-up because at the end of the day, my obligation falls to my children. This is just my own thing, like, for me. I'm not, you know, preaching it to anyone. Um, yeah. These folks, these grown-ups did not, you know, put food on your table. And um, I've learned one thing in life, what you may value, others may devalue. You have to kind of just accept that. And the worst part for me is not even what everyone witnessed it's the fact that eight years of of being at peace trying this happy and actually liked it i actually really like it i love it i enjoy it i like being nice and to let it all crumble down man like 10 seconds like geez see but that that's the thing uh i I I forget um i believe it's jocko willick i'm sure you know who jocko willick is right Yeah, yeah but he talks about how like um you know, uh, with progress, like it takes a long time to build up to progress to mm-hmm. to, to gain something, but also the decline takes a long time too. Uh, yeah. Right. So it's like you did a lot of work in those eight years. That one moment doesn't <laughs> take away everything. But that's it the shouldn't. that that's yeah. the emotional part of our mind. Like right. you know, the emotions are so weird because they can make a reality. F- 
they can make a perception feel like a reality. Right. Like, oh, I'm a piece of shit. I fucked up. The whole, the whole eight years was worthless. Yeah, what's the point? No, yeah, because yeah. you could have done a lot worse in the past eight years. Yeah, exactly. You, know? you could have went a whole other direction and actually sold drugs and killed people. Right. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But in eight years, you've gotten to this point where you had a slip. You know, it's interesting. Um, there's a concept. It's more like a UK concept, a Europe concept in terms of recovery. And this isn't substance abuse. Um, they won't use the word relapse, you know, because relapse has a negative connotation. If you no, it does. if you it say does. relapse, then just by the uh, just by the connotation of the word, it's gonna happen again. Mm-hmm. You know, relapse is is it's a cyclical thing. Right. That that was a relapse. Oh, you know, when was your last relapse? When was your last relapse? So mm-hmm. it, for that, yeah, 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 I can get it. So, or uh, sometimes they'll use the word convincer. You know, like. So let's just say someone was sober for like two years and then they drank again. Rather than that being a relapse, it's a convincer because they stopped and now they're convinced that they have a problem with alcohol and they can't be around these people. They can't just have a sip. They can't watch sports because that triggers the drinking. So they're convinced now that those things, those places, those things will put them right back to alcohol abuse. So they're convinced that they have to avoid those things. That's where I'm at. Yeah. So what you had as a convincer. Yes. You know, um, and I'm convinced. uh, Yeah. But what are you? I, I, I have my idea. Oh, he should be so convinced of this. But you tell me, like, what are you specifically convinced of from this event? Like what, what were the variables? I don't have the mental strength, the physical toughness to deal with such person in a disrespectful manner and my only answer to that to a solution to my problem is to not be around it mm. and the, the thing is i don't understand why the world would look at it like oh, oh you're still mad yeah. no like I, I i'm it's that's what i've been saying to my wife that it's passed beyond the disappointment of the eight years that's lost, it's passed beyond the disappointment of, wow, I did so much for you. I expected more. It's beyond the dubious thoughts of like, why did you even say that? Yeah. It's passed beyond you deliberately did that. Yeah. Because you know you can control me. Yeah. It's this, for you know, entertainment. For entertainment, right. Yeah. These folks are so interested in my PTSD when I got it, when I have seizures, when did I start doing it, uh, having these things. But yet, will ask me, how's the baby? How's your wife carrying the baby? Because you have a new six-month-old. Right. Yeah. So So, it's like that is more of a question as opposed to, yeah. Yeah. It's interesting, you know. So this one, I'm convinced that, you know, and again, I told my wife, very blessed to have a good wife to like someone will listen. Yeah, she's very loving, patient, yeah, and kind, I, man. Very, very, very man. Blessed. I'm so grateful, great, grateful for her, man. And it's not kissing ass. Like, that's just the truth. And my story's the no, same. No, you, you kiss that ass, bro. You, I, you, you, you do it. You do mwah, it well. Yeah, you mwah, do it. You know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, it's like I, I told her that I, I, I have to be honest with you, dear. I did not have it. I we all we are humans. We just have our weaknesses. I did not have the strength yep. to have that kind of individual into our home and say some wild stuff. Yeah. And I won't be able to, you know, defend myself. Yeah. I'm gonna go black. And so I have to just 
kind of like separate myself and i hope that you know they would just respect it as human to human you know there, there's no the thing is i i'd never move if my life was a book i never go to the next page or the chapter with any ills or malice it's done with a pure heart mm-hmm. like i don't have any ills for this person and my family and whatnot i have to think of my quality of life my well-being i have a six month old i don't want her to see her dad the way the other children seen me man i mean that's we all have to learn from it they just you know that they just have to respect it yeah and well, they, they <clears throat> and I just want to say thank you for sh- yeah. for sharing that that word, like, can, the convincer, because yeah. that's really where I'm at, man. This is not a gimmick. I, I, I I'm. This is not a gimmick. I, I'm. I'm far convinced, man, that I just. Yeah, I'm done. And, and I think the the other thing now. too is like, um, I think it's important like to have accountability too. You know, like at least you have someone out there you could reach out to. You know, and you already know that you and I are clutch. Right, you know. Thank you. Um, Appreciate you. And uh, you know, you ever you ever see you ever have a dude who's like, oh, I want to get back with my ex girlfriend. Like, bro, she ruined your life. Don't do it. You right. Know? Uh, it's kind of like a similar thing, except this now is with family. Like, bro, uh, you remember how it was last time? Yeah, right. it's okay in the beginning, but then you guys start drinking, start playing poker, and then it doesn't go right. so well. Right. It Yep. You know, it's just the mix. I think the the hard part is, you know, I think at this level, I think I think I speak for both of us when we say that when I say that. Uh, I think we re- really try strive for this idea of being our best self. Our and, and that's a weird thing to strive for, right? Because as soon as you strive, you realize how far behind, behind you yeah. are in that. But that doesn't mean that you don't strive for it. And uh, but you know, what's what's really bizarre to me is that some people don't think about that. They like don't. some people don't think about like how can I be a better person, and not for this like selfish endeavor of like oh I'm so good. But like we got people on our backs, man. Like we both have wives, we both have kids, children. We have to set ex- we don't exactly. have to set examples, but we 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 have the opportunity, right? The opportunity to set examples that we didn't have, you know, no, exactly. And we know what the opposite example is, right? You know, and the thing is, it just becomes a vicious cycle, and that's what our our, our children are gonna go through with their cousins and whatnot. I mean, not fuck that, man. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, let's break that. Let's yeah. break that because at some point, let me just say this really clear. At some point, if you're a parent, if you're an 80s baby, whatever, if you're me and Simon's age or whatnot, you're, you have a family, it stops becoming about you. It's about the children. Yeah. The children, man. Because you know what? Honestly, if, if in my opinion, dude, you're going to... And, 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 I, and I hope that we really put this all in perspectives. You know, if, if you have children... One day, one day, it's going to be that moment where you're going to look up in the ceiling at a hospital somewhere, you know, and I'm speaking in general, God, whatever you believe in, Allah, whatever, you know, with all, in all aspects of whatever religion you're into, you're going to beg to have another one year just to unfuck some relationship with your kids and yeah. whatnot, but it's yeah. a little too late. Yeah. It's yeah. a little too late. Yeah. You know? So yeah, my, the point I'm trying to make, it stops becoming about you. Yeah. And that's what happened to me. That's what happened to Salman. I believe it. Uh, yeah. You know? Yeah. And you know what, man? I, <clears throat> I don't know about you, but I, I, it's really easy to kind of go into the past. and like, I wish I had a differently. I wish I had this kind of upbringing. I wish I had this kind of experience, but like, you know, uh, I, I think for anyone out there, like who kind of has that, like kind of, um, you know, there's two kinds of mentalities, the victor or victim mentality. Right. So right. Yeah, I yeah, wish yeah, it didn't yeah. happen to me, but you know, I'm honestly, a lot of the shit that I went through, Part of me wishes I didn't go through it, but if I didn't go through the things that I went through, I wouldn't be me, who me, I am me, today. Hey, and yeah. and I, I like who I'm becoming. 
kind of. I, you know, I, I see that there's a potential. And I see that that potential brought my wife into my life, brought my kids into my life. Sure. You know, the work I love to do, I love helping people in this field, you know. Um, and, and you know what's interesting, too, is you, you attract people into your circle that are kind of like little parts of you, right? Mm-hmm. I look at my circle and, like, all these people, they're like the uh, they're like the magnified one part of me. Like, one person's, like, really the hype man and excited. One person's, like, the really sensitive, like, really caring one person is like uh, the really tough guy. Like all, mm-hmm. all these like parts of me that yeah, I wish yeah. I had, and I attract these people because I like those qualities. And I want right. to, I want to be more like these people. So you know, I, I can't, respectfully, I can't be around someone who says, "Oh my kid, she's such a bitch." I can't be around that man. And it's not like, I, like, like. Listen, if you, I doubt that this person's ever going to hear it. But like, how could you say that about your child? Exactly. And, I, and <laughs> if you can say that about your child. I can't be around you. That's cancer to me. That, right. That's 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 viral to me. Like, right. I want to be around people that are like speaking goodness into their kids because there's too much bad shit out there, man. Exactly. And I'm I'm with you on that. I got yeah. I believe you. I'm I'm with you on that. My respectfully knows. though. Respectfully. respectfully. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I, I no, yeah. Exactly. It's yeah. So I, I think um. You know, I I think it's a delicate dance because at some point there's going to be an opening. At some point it's going to be like, hey, it's been a while. Yeah. It's, you know. Yeah, let's nah. let's get together. I'm you know. convinced. I'm probably going to call you and be like, what's the word? Yeah. And, you I'm know, conv- and, like, and listen, and I would do that. the same thing too. I was like, bro, uh, you know, I'm dealing with this right now. What, oh, I'm, I'm about to lose it. You know, and I like talking to you because I think um, you and I, can get to the level of anger that a lot of people can't get yeah, to. Yeah, really must. Yeah. So it's hard to talk to people because right. again, it's experience. Like if you haven't been that angry, you think that person's psychotic because right. you don't. You have no idea what it feels like to be that angry, you know. Uh, and you and I have an idea of what that feels like, you know. So I can talk to you, and so uh, that's why I really appreciated you last year when I was really, really angry. Um. So I think it's good to have that accountability. Like, hey, man, this is how I'm feeling right now. Check me, like. You know, please, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, you know, like Arlene will do this. I shave my head right now, right? And so the where we live now, I used to have like this trifold mirror, so I can, I can bend the two side mirrors yeah. so I can see the back of my head. Now I just like have one big mirror, so I can't, I can't see the back of my head. I have so, one for you. Yeah, uh, please give me one because I, I got you. Yeah, so I miss spots all the time. So before I go out after I shave my head, I ask Arlene to check me because I don't want to go out into the world looking like an idiot. You yeah. know, so even though. Front wise, looking in the mirror, I, f- I feel like I look fresh. You right. know, as you know, you can't see the receding hairline anymore. I have no more spots. All right, I'm good, but I can have this, you know, patches in the back of my head. You. So even though I think I look fresh, I should still ask just in case, you know. So if I'm about to just like lay into somebody, I'm like, yo, John, am I right here to, <laughs> to lay into this person verbally? You know, um, you know, I think that's that's what's so good about the accountability. I think that's the the, the hard part too, because it's like, how much do you isolate? And then if you're isolating from certain people, or not shouldn't say isolate, but removing yourself from certain people, you got to like, I think it's good to like maximize like your, 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 your day ones, as we'll call them, like the real ones, you got to like maximize that and pull them in, you know, and stay in touch. That's why I asked you before, like, you know, who do you talk to now? Like, cause. Okay. So see, yeah, that's, that's interesting. Cause with me, that's how my mind works. When it comes to our family, you know, um, the trust is not there. Like I feel when when I have a moment of the blackout, like I had recently, the trust is not there. Like I feel like one person would just go, and I, this is just all based on my assumptions in my mind. What my mind's telling me that you know 
misconstrued, make their own versions of the things, and it just makes it worse. So I'd rather just shout people, you know, like shout out from everyone in general. Like period. Like period. Yeah. There's, there's a yes or no. That's that's a military thing. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh okay. You know what? Um, you're having domestic issues with your wife and da da da. You know what? You restricted the barracks. There's uh-huh. no like, well, let's go talk to the wife and you. Yeah. It's just no. You're restri- you you can't go home. Yeah. That, that's how my PTSD works, I guess. If, yeah. If there, if that was a SOP. well, it sounds like it makes sense, right? It's like if there's pain, shut off everything. Right. You know, you know, we we talked about this. I'm not trying to be political right now, but just like in terms of the law, like you you were mentioning that one of our family members wants to move away from Texas because of the Texas abortion law. Sure. Right. And you're like, oh, that that you know, we were you know saying that law is like really extreme, you know, and like that's wild, you know. And I was like, ah, people moving away because of a law. Okay. All right. But then what I was telling you, again, it's not to be political, but just to make a point, is that New York New York State made a law that you can abort up until right before the canal. Yeah, man. You know, so what I'm saying is the pendulum swings. Like, you make some law like that. I mean, that Texas law came after that. Right. You know, so the pendulum will swing. So in in the same way, like, you shut off everybody. At some point, it's going to swing, and then you're going to bring in everybody, and then it's going to be too much. Right, right? exactly. So it's like, and I'm I'm so like you. Like, you know, I'm like... Fuck everybody, you know. Uh, I'm cutting off everybody, right. you know. Uh, sometimes it's even like I'm not talking to my wife, and I've done that before. Mm-hmm. I, we haven't spoken at one time for like two weeks, just because sheer stubbornness. Like I'm just, if I talk, it's gonna be an argument. You know, right. this was in a bad time. Right. Thankfully, we haven't had anything like that since. We're still doing therapy. It's been great. Our therapist is awesome. Doing individual and couples. So sure. like, you know, I'm doing the work, but I'm also in the work, right? So. It's, built, it's a man. process, you know, it's, a, it's yeah. a process. So, I mean, like, I see that, you know, like, uh, modulated communication, you know, and, and being mindful of, of, like, your stressors is, is more helpful than shutting it all off because then you completely dish condition, uh, decondition yourself to people, right? let them back in, and then think that it just reset. But the other people, they don't change. You no. know what I mean? No, exactly. So, I don't know. Uh, that's one, you know, I hope this for all my loved ones, especially for you, is, like, I wish, every, and I say this too, uh, I think I might have posted this before like I feel bad for people that don't have like the friends and family that I consider dear I, I feel bad for people don't have like that kind of tightness and I don't have that many friends man yeah like, I don't either, I, yeah. I, I have I, I, maybe four or five that are listening to this you right. know, and, and my wife and kids and right. some family you know but like it's so the, the, it's so like authentic and I, I wish everybody had that you know in, including yourself and sure uh, but I think it's hard to find. I mean, as an adult, like, how do you make new friends? Yeah. You know, that's tough. I mean, I think, um, for me, like being in a CrossFit gym, that really helped because you're around people all the time. Uh, and, and there's like a goal, right? You're all doing the same workout together. So you develop friendships in like a healthy manner. Like you're working out like the activity is the, the activity is not like doing cocaine <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or going to a club to try to like cheat on your wife you know it, right the activity is like pure you know mm-hmm. and so you're just around people you know whether it's like a church group or or some other kind of like uh like i know you were doing the riding groups for a while like right. um for the veterans right 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 whatever happened you're still doing that no no because again there's another I, I think i'm just changing man like my perspectives in life and what my ideas are and where i'm trying to be at you know um i'm sure you know but i'm a stay-at-home dad now and I mean, the partly one of the reasons why my children, my two children that lived in Texas were moved there because due to the diagnosis and PTSD that the state of New Jersey felt that they would be better off with their mom. Respectfully, so sure, you know, I mean, that's out of my control. And I think this time having a newborn, that's really where my focus is. At, and that's why I'm not tattooing. Um, and there's a reason why I'm saying this. Um, 
I used to really ride miles and miles. I, I rode to Florida by myself because one of our buddies from our veterans group passed away. Mm. And now I don't do that because everything to me is the our child. Mm-hmm. You, you know, um, so you got to go to those like uh, daddy daughter groups then or something. Yeah, sure. You man. know, like whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, you know? I'm dedicating to it. You know, again, my, my PTSDs are yes or no. So it's either I'm going to correct myself from being um, actually the best dad I can be or no, I'm going to lose this child again and nothing's ever going to change. And, and and the one thing with me, I'm I'm a one hit wonder kind of guy. If I if I want if I hit wrong, I'm going to learn from that. Because what I, what I, from my own study, right, the practice, train, study, develop. Well, this is the develop part. You know, um, I've learned that in life, you know, always just look at it. That there's no mistakes, only lessons, you know. And, and, not, and I used to tell my kids all the time, don't say sorry. Because if you keep saying sorry, you get used to it. You become a sorry, sorry ass person. person. Yeah, I remember that. I remember you know that. What I, you know so what? Actually, st- I never <laughs> say sorry anymore. I always say apologize. I swear I, to God, every time I write an email and I know I made a mistake, I say I apologize. I never say right. I'm sorry. The only person I say I'm sorry to is my wife. And that's if I really mean it, you know. (laughs) But if it's like some other thing, I never, I never say sorry. I hear your voice in my head every time I want to say I'm sorry. Like, (laughs) if you say I'm sorry, you're a sorry person. person. Like, I'm not a sorry person. I I really practice what I try to say, you know. I appreciate it. And and, and no one's going to, you know, G-check me. I'm checking myself. and (laughs) Yeah, that's what I'm doing. I think that's why I'm so potent in a way, you know. Um, I, I. that that's that's where i'm i'm going in life and i it's gonna get to a point my goal my long-term goal i told my son this that your little sister is gonna ask you like when you're like making fun of me uh, like you know our dad used to fight and like was you know and she does it's so foreign to her yeah you know because i want i want to be able to do what the heavens my mom god Everything I believe in expects me to do for this little one. And and that's what I'm focusing on, and that's what's going to be developing. And I, I cannot fancy anything outside of that. I tried it and and whatnot. So there will be no ills. You know what? For me to see a young child, six months, waking up to smile at me, and when I speak, looks at me like I'm Brad Pitt, like <laughs> my dad, you know, Everything disappears, and this is where I need to be. So when it comes to the my community of veterans, even that, I shut out because things were said that I didn't d- agree on. And the fact that they know that we were having a baby, you know, it's just so, I don't even want to get into it, right? But it's um, it was just so shocking to me because we're supposed to be helping each other, vets helping vets. Cause you know, yeah, yeah. we miss the camaraderie. But even at that, it's all just a facade. The only thing that's really, really real that's left in your in your life post military and whatnot, if I have to say so, it's what's ever in here. You know, um, in your heart. Yeah, he was pointing to his heart, guys. Yeah, I'm sorry. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, we in your heart. We don't have a video yet because it's too much work for me. So right. Yeah, and, yeah. And that's where I want to be, man. You know, um. My my children was always just gonna not, not look like me, especially Demi. You know, not gonna look at me like some fully tattooed guy, angry guy, and whatnot. I, I'm just her dad, and that's what's great about shaping and being there for for your child when given the opportunity, kick the fucking door down, man, and and take it as is. Yeah, you know, and that's where I'm at. You know, I uh, I do want to say this. Uh, I I don't like the home the term stay at home mom or dad because <laughs> I, I don't I don't think I don't think it um gives enough uh 
honor as well as uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not attention, but dignity to the job. I, I like to call uh, stay-at-home mom and stay-at-home dads, if I'm using that word just for explanation, uh, uh, full-time operations home home operations manager. Oh, wow. Because that, that's really what they are. You know, because Arlene is, is right now staying home, right? right? Because apparently you get paid more as a babysitter than a social worker with a oh, master's wow. degree. Really? Right, yeah, because mm. we were going to we were gonna do the babysitting thing, and, and it was going to cost us more for her to go to work right. than for her to stay home. I was like, well... You can get a job later, so why don't you stay home right now and enjoy the time with the kids? You know, and that's what you're doing. Right. You are a uh, home operations manager. Thank you. You know. And for the record, for the record, um, I could have easily still kept getting good money, one fifty an hour for tattooing, and <laughs> in my heart, respectfully, I, respectfully, I just want to be there for my child, and be a father. And again, my commander is my wife, and she said yes, and. And that's all it is. You that's know it. What I'm saying there's nothing soft about me. I'm getting. I'll give you a, a whatever. You know. Yeah. But yeah, I um I'm putting everything aside and just fully commit to being a father and like focus it. on that. You know, uh, just to kind of wrap this whole thing up and and bring it back full circle. We had a conversation. Uh, I think within a few weeks that your daughter was born, mm. right when I came to visit. Yeah. And it was a really good conversation. And in my head, I was thinking, damn, I wish I had my microphone set up because this is a really good conversation. And I get like that. Like when I have conversations with people and there's like some like kind of wisdom nuggets that yeah. kind of come through. Like you don't plan these things. It just happened. And I was like, damn. I was like, yo, let's do a podcast. And then and then your wife said, uh, Selena, who is her daughter, said, yeah, she was just asking if, uh, she was just saying that this should be a podcast. The, what, what you guys, this sounds like you're doing a podcast right now. And I thought that was so funny because she was, really? you don't, you don't remember I don't this? remember, man. Oh my I'm gosh. So, yeah. Oh my, I, re- I remember it clearly because it was like a confirmation to me that we needed to do, do, do a recording because she didn't know I had a podcast. Mm. Um, and listen, I'm saying I have a podcast, but it's not a big deal. I mean, uh, you just pay a fee, right? It's, it's not like whatever. But the fact that she said that, I'm like, ah, oh, maybe this should be. So I've been trying to get you to do this for a while. I think we had a date. We had to move it. And then, right. you know. And then I'm like, uh, you know what? I don't like to force these things either. I just like when they when they when they come, they come, and it's kind of like I texted you. It's like we got to strike while the iron's hot. That's why we're doing it tonight instead of tomorrow. Sure. Because who knows if the motivation leaves tomorrow for it, right? And and the fire for it. So, I do appreciate you being like really open, I you know, about everything. Because I know I know I do have. Um, Thanks for having me. Absolutely, man. I do have a, a good friend, uh, Eddie, who is who is a vet, you know, and we have talked about some things in the past. So shout out to him, and. Um, um, it's been good. I mean, uh, this is, I mean, really you and I talk like this all the time we talk. So this is, right. this is not any different from a usual, it's just that we Definitely have microphones not. and all that. Uh, and hopefully someone out there has benefited, you know, for anyone who's struggling with anger, PTSD, you know, who's struggling with, um, you know, trying to decide like who, who's in their life and who's out. I think it takes a really good, um, discernment process and discernment is really just to kind of sit with yourself and just seeing, you know, heart, mind, and body, like, does this person stress me out? Right. Am I the better version of myself when I'm around this person? Right. Or am I a worse version of myself when I'm around this person? Is this person adding something to my life? You right. know, is this person taking advantage of me? Is this person like poking at my triggers right. on purpose? You know, and what what kind of harm is it doing to me? And not just in person, but I think on social media as well. Like, is is seeing this person's post making me envious? Is right. seeing this person's post pissing me off? Uh, is it disrupting my peace? And I think those are good questions to ask, like this self-reflection. You know? Can I just say one last thing? Absolutely. As a caveat to that, my brother, I've been wanting to say this. Um, I totally forgot. But I'm just going to say it now. For anyone who's dealing with these kind of things, that uh, subjects that we're talking about, 
uh, this last hour, the one thing that's really important is to have faith in yourself. Faith in yourself first because we, we, we touch base on families, right? So what happens if you don't have faith in yourself and the people that's around you, your family, your husband, your wife, your cousin, your brother, your sister, etc. I'm speaking in general. Don't have faith in you. Well, you know, quite frankly, you're fucked. <laughs> so you have to have faith in yourself that you can self-sustain. And if you don't, reach out. Because that's exactly what I did to, to my cousin. Reach out. And I didn't, you know, I, I didn't lose faith. I just wanted to touch base with him. Yeah. You know, I have faith in me that I'll be okay. And, you know, one day at a time. Yeah. One day at a time. The only easy day was yesterday. Yeah. Stuff like that. So it's 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 pivotal. It's important. It's it's so important to so have I love that faith though. in yourself. That's true. Because, I mean, you can, have, you can have faith in yourself. But then you, if you have faith in yourself, you also have to be cognizant of where you don't have any more strength. Like right. you, you can, you only have so much strength. Like you have to be able to you know follow, where right. that strength ends so that you can reach out. Sure. You know, exactly. Right. Yeah. Reach out. And there's no, there's nothing wrong with that. Especially dudes, you know, like we don't do that. We like to stuff down our feelings until yeah. we vomit, you know, and then it's too late, you know, next thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and don't, don't fall for this bullshit. Uh, all these guys out there. Oh, we gotta be tough. Oh, shut the fuck up. Put yeah. your feelings. No, you shut the fuck up. Let me do me. I'm going to get help because I need it. You know, right. um, because, <laughs> Obviously, you're not in a good place. So let no, not not you, John, but yeah. you, this fictitious person that sure. judges, you know, someone for talking about what's really going on inside. Because I'm sure you and I in the past, oh, you're being too sensitive. Blah, yeah, blah, yeah, blah, yeah. Blah, blah. No, I'm dealing with this issue and I'm trying to work That's it out right. with yeah. you. And if you can't be an adult and work it out, then right. maybe you're not the person That's I should right. be associating yeah, exactly. with, right? Yeah. So listen, guys, uh, if you're around, um, Hope you got something from it, uh, and uh, maybe if you know someone that um, you think might be helped by it, feel free to send them uh, this uh, podcast link, and uh, wish you guys all the best. I, this is the, probably the last recording for That's 2021, right. so listen, yeah. God bless you guys. Uh, I hope 2021 was a much better year for you than 2020, mm-hmm. uh, and if it wasn't, I hope 2022 is going to be this year of breakthrough for you, right? Take care. Bye. Take care. Up until this point in our lives, we've done the best we could with what we've known. Hopefully today we've come to learn something new so we can be better to give better. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Upstream. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at the dot upstream podcast and join us every other Tuesday for fresh content. Until then, just keep swimming, friends.